This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I'm Genesis, the girl who's recording from a super secret remote location for tonight. So if the audio is a little different, blame the different zip code and not the girl. (laughs) And I'm Vervada, the girl who doesn't have anything to say right here except for I'm glad that we were able to do it tonight. And I'm ready to um, get this shit show on the road, I guess. Aw, tonight's not too bad of a shit show. We have some fun people to talk about. That's true. I guess I call it a shit show because a lot of our show is scripted. And tonight we don't have one because this girl listed her house for sale this week. And I feel like we got this. Like, we've analyzed all these characters already. This is just, like, extra. We got See, it. You know? We don't need it. And this is why I love my V so much. Because everything that she just said, I scripted for her to say in like two minutes when we get there in the script. Wait, <laughs> dude, I, <laughs> I wasn't even scrolled down there. <laughs> Crazy. Great minds. Well, if you're new here, welcome to the beautiful chaos. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of fucking. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters using specific in-game dialogue. So if you want to stay spoiler-free, then this isn't the podcast for you. So here's your fucking spoiler alert. Thanks for the spoiler alert to our number one Ashmancer. And just like with all of our previous episodes, we'll assume that you have some background knowledge of the game and character in question. But we will be providing context for those of you who may be unfamiliar. This one tonight is definitely a little bit more chaos and more freeform. And we're just going to play the good bits and fangirl over the amazeballness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to skip over what Jen typed for me because I already said it, basically. (laughs) I hit the renegade interrupt. (laughs) And um, yeah, so tonight we have a guest. We're talking Citadel DLC for Mass Effect 3. And we're going to split it up between this episode and next week's episode. So today we're going to be talking about Liara, Tally, and Ashley, and a few rare encounters with Joker and Javik. Next week we'll be covering Caden, James, Garrus, and... Oh, James. That's James Vega. (laughs) Like, who's James? (laughs) I've already had one glass of wine. We're going to be covering Caden, James, and Garrus next week. You know, save the best for last. And the worst, actually. That's why we had to sandwich him in between the two best. All right, so let's start with Tally. Now, Tally has been covered twice before on Two Girls, back on episode 16 for Mass Effect 2, and again on episode 71. If you want more background and character analysis on our favorite Quarian, go check those out. We talk about ruining childhood memories, Netflix and chill, and how boys never change in this one. Back during my pilgrimage, I used to walk around near that sushi place and watch the fish through the window. I knew they'd never let me inside, but I think to myself, someday, when I've proven my worth to the galaxy, I'll go there for dinner. And then you broke their floor. I'm fine, by the way. Glad to hear it. Try not to destroy any more of my childhood memories. Okay, she's adorable here. I love this. Try not to destroy any more of my childhood memories. And for Tally, that's actually, like, really important. Because if she was walking around the Citadel thinking one day she could get there, with all the trauma she's had at the Citadel, this was her favorite place. Yeah, I like it because it also highlights, um, We, I mean, like, we get kind of told it in various parts of the trilogy, how low people look at Corians. We don't really think of Tally like that because she's Tally, like, she's always with us. And if we're taking her with us, 
she gets in everywhere because we're Shepard and she's with us. But like, it's interesting to hear Tally reference a time where that was not the case. And she had to like, sadly peer through the window like the little match girl just like freezing to death out there. And it just made me sad to hear her say that. And it's also kind of funny that she's teasing Shepard like, you destroyed one of my favorite places. How could you? But you could tell she doesn't really mean it. I just love that little teasing banter that Tally and Shepard have because she seems so sweet. It's unexpected sometimes. Yeah. I think that Tally is like one of those hidden ones that once she opens up to you and really starts to like you, then she's totally the friend to tease you. (laughs) Or when she gets drunk. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't pick that clip, but the one where she's like at the crazy party for Citadel, where she's like passed out, almost passed out by the toilet talking about where she got her tattoo and... (laughs) Like, Mm. all these innuendos she makes. It's so funny. I did add one tally banter. Uh, We can play that one here in a a few minutes, but we have one more important one to go through first. And this is your true date with a romanced tally. I have thoughts and feels on it. So let's take a listen to it first. Hey. Got any plans for the evening? No. I'm as free as the dust in the solar wind. You remember that line from Fleet and Flotilla? Chalai and Bellicus on the balcony? I don't think I've ever seen that. Did. What? You've never? How could you not have? Well, I know what we're doing tonight. this a lot? With the lovers from two different worlds? Every time my friends and I had a sleepover, we memorized the lyrics from the musical. Oh, we can activate sing-along mode. idea you were so into this this vid ftl jumped me into puberty and who doesn't love a good cross species romance i want you to see behind this mask i want you to see who i truly am works for me Okay, okay. There are a lot of feels to go over in that one. The song itself, the lyrics are perfect. They're adorable. And maybe it's because I'm not the shepherd that she's crooning to. I'm like, no, I don't like this at all. I literally like secondhand cringe so bad. I can't look at the screen when it's happening. Because I just imagine like, how would I feel if someone did that to me, like saying directly into my face, and she's like belting it at one point. (laughs) At the end, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. I can't. And he's like standing there so serenely, like staring into her eyes. It's supposed to be super romantic. But like that isn't And I'm supposed to be super romantic, but that ain't me. Nope, I can't do that. And she doesn't have a bad voice, but it's like, the second she's like, ooh, we can activate sing-along mode, I wanted to knock the remote out of her hand 
or Omni Tool or however she's controlling the TV. No, don't do it. Don't do it, Tally. So I've definitely had people sing directly to me. Um, and I've sung to people before. Hello, we do karaoke all the fucking time. <laughs> Fair. But so it's that's not the cringe for me. The cringe is the fact that I don't like the way that she sings. I think the Quarian vocal effect makes it sound so off to me. It's vocally off-putting to me, like just from the audio standpoint. That's fair. I mean, I think it's kind of like on one hand, I'm like, good job finding lyrics that like match the song you've already written for every romance scene because it's I was lost without you, you know? And I'm like, good job for that. But at the same time, did you have to just because you could? Should you have done that? I, I, I still like the scene overall. I think that it's a great date of, you know, let me watch, like, let me show my boyfriend my favorite movie. You know, it's great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. That alone would have been cute. It's so funny because Daddy Bad Night's like sitting alone on his island because he likes that this scene perfectly. And I think that's hilarious. Good for you. I'm happy that you like it. I'm sure you're not the only one. I'm sure there's others on your island. But for me and for Jen and apparently other people, I don't know, like, I think what they were going for, because especially when she talks about like her and her friends would watch this movie all the time having a sleepover. I love that part of the scene because Tally is still really young. Like, she just went through her pilgrimage, which is, like, her right to into adulthood as a Quarian. And it's cute that she's talking about that. Like, I had so many sleepovers. I didn't watch anything that FTL jumped me to puberty out of sleepover like that. <laughs> of course you did, Jen. <laughs> Actually, the, this is hilarious. The musical that me and my sister and our best friend always watched at our sleepovers was The Swan Princess. <laughs> Did you ever see that cartoon? I think it's from the 80s. Um, it's really good. <laughs> so we watched that and sang that. So when this scene happened at first, I was like all aboard. I was like, yeah, this is so cute. Love this. And then she started singing to Shepard. And that was where I lost interest in that. I was like, no, I don't like that. That went a little too far. So the first sleepover, like I didn't get to have a lot of sleepovers as a kid. But the first one that I remember we end up watching like a whole bunch of scary movies, like legit horror films. And then there was one that was obviously, we didn't know that it was a soft core. Oh, I've had like that a happen soft too. core horror film. And I was like, oh, I like other people's boobs. <laughs> I was like nine. I don't know. That's awesome. Actually, that happened to us too. My sister and our best friend and I, we went to Hollywood Video, which was like Blockbuster, but in California and other places maybe. Um, and we were like trying to find the stupidest B movie to rent. And this is not about Tally right now. Sorry, this is what happens when we don't have a script. Huh? Um, like we rented Cheerleader Massacre because it looked so stupid and it was a softcore porn. Yeah. And we just cackled through the whole thing. That's what happens also when your mom is a night nurse and your dad isn't at home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So one of my favorite little tally clips that I found comes like it's part of the loud party. I think it's obvious. I prefer the loud party moments. I do, too, actually. Oh, you know what? I've never actually played through the quiet. I've heard a lot of the dialogue from the quiet, but I've never actually played it. I've done it once just to see, and it wasn't as good. Yeah, no. Because you don't get jack table dancing. The world's ending. Why are you going to have a quiet party? Right. Okay, so here's some really cute banter that fits everything we've talked about. So, is this a Tally Shepherd love nest? I, I hope we aren't interrupting anything you two might have been planning. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know, Gareth? Whatever the species, males never change, do they? Perhaps it's a good thing the Asari don't have any. <laughs> Not my problem. I love that, because we've talked about all of those people. Yeah, we have. 
I love it. There's like still just a hint of Tally's attraction to Garrus in there too. You know, it's like playing at how they would have ended up together if you hadn't romanced her. Yep. Wouldn't you like to know Garrus? Yeah. Real talk. How do we feel about the Tally Garrus hookup? I wish they went harder with it. Instead of just a cute little scene of like, oh no, my mandible got caught in her helmet. Like, I wish they were more overt. I would love to see more NPCs get together. I love love. Give me more. Agreed. I like that. Obviously, he is my man. And if I am romancing him, then Tally needs to back mm-hmm. the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I don't even care that they flirt. To be honest, I don't. I think it's cute because I know who he's waking up to. I think casual flirting is part of being a healthy person for self-esteem purposes and socializing purposes. But like when you're in a committed relationship and you flirt with intent, you are wrong. But just like casual flirting, that's fine. Yeah. Agreed. All right. One of the funniest parts of the Citadel DLC is when you wake up the next morning next to your lover. Now, each person gets unique dialogue, and we will be going through all of them uh, on each of their little breakdowns. But Tally's is pretty wasted. I love it. Oh, what a night. But look who's here. Sheila. I'm going to be so sick. Totally worth it. I'll let you know. Ugh. Who put my suit back on? The buckles are all askew. And when did I get an Omni tattoo? I think that's adorable. I love it. I love the fact that he says totally worth it. Because that has been their romance activation line for two games now. And Shepard gets to say it. I love it. I love those callbacks. It makes it feel personalized. Like they've got their own little thing. That's why I like those touches for a relationship. And I literally could not find an audio clip on YouTube of the calm party morning scene. I didn't look that hard. I was like, I have it. You have it. (laughs) See, I did not look that hard, but all the top results were the the hard party or what do they call it? Loud. The intense party. The loud party. There we go. Yeah. That one was more funny. And also like you get the scene where her she's like by the toilet and she's just giggling about the lower wards. <laughs> and it's just funny. All right. What do you say we head to our mid break and then we can talk about even more lovely loves when we get back? Sure. Mid-break dance. Dancing like Jack, dancing like Shepard, dancing like Garrus or Samara. Samara's got a good dance, too. I expect that from Samara. Right? She's been around long enough to dance well. The only one that I don't know if I really like that much is Liara. And only because it's like her Mass Effect 1 animation where she'll randomly just, like, run her hand down her face and grab her boob. And I'm just like, "Mm." it feels off for Liara. Yeah, that's very true. I agree with that. All right. In the Citadel DLC, Tally has you watch her favorite rom-com. If you were there with her and had to show her your favorite human rom-com, what would it be? It was a question provided by... Miss Cloudy Atlas 22. Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I've got a couple, but I think my, my top two favorite rom-coms I can't pick are Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day or Leap Year. Those are my two favorite. Although I do love what Cloudy said her favorite was for what she would show Tally. I also love that movie. Oh, I thought you answered that question. Okay. No, that's, that's Cloudy's answer. I didn't put that. Or I guess, I'm not sure. That was just in the old script. I don't know who wrote that answer. (laughs) Not me. Okay, so either Cloudy wrote this 
or I wrote this because it's the same answer and it's 10 things I hate about you. Absolutely love that movie. Love, love that movie. Baby Heath Ledger. Ugh. Mm hmm. So I know that we have two new patrons to welcome on. So thank you so much for joining in as soon as I can find your name. No, damn it. It won't switch off. I I can look here. I have my internet and stuff. Let me, let me help. Let me go to Safari really fast. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, I think I'm overloading this internet. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. You better work. Okay. No, it's not working. Let me just try. Let me try a Chrome. Get to work, bitch. It's funny. I know. You want a hot body? You want a Bugatti? You want a... What did she say? Oh, you want a Maserati? You better work, bitch. I used to run to that song. It's a good beat to run to. Okay, apparently. So, yes, we do have a new patron to thank. Sergi, thank you so much for becoming a shipmate. Big love. Major thanks. And to our other patrons as well, our big supporters, super fans, Apollo and Toasty, Becky and Bat Knight, Cloudy and Wynn, Miss Theos, the Cups, and Muffney Cake, Lizzie and N7 Legend. Big love, major hearts, super thanks. Now, let's get back to the show. And talk about Liara. Now, Liara has had three episodes. Our very first episode ever. Number one. And then again on number 25, where we combined her with a few of the other low-content romances. And then again on episode 64. Where we talk about making little blue babies. Okay. Let's take a walk down the catwalk. And enter the casino. You're looking lovely tonight. Let it never be said I don't take you anywhere nice. I like those ones too. But they Mm -hmm. all kind of blend together and are a little bit the same. Yeah, that's why I only put it for liara i just think it's funny they're on like a red carpet actually i really like um jack and shepherds and miranda and shepherds too but they're all good for when they're walking down the red carpet going into the casino i mean that's the thing with citadel is like we all have the it's well it's the same thing with the games but like citadel's a dlc so its story is short and not everyone's romance was treated the same, but at least every romance got one unique extra scene. And then there's a bunch of shared romance scenes, like the casino date. Although I think Miranda's casino date scene, I would say, is the best. But we haven't talked about Garrus yet. That one, by far, is the best scene in Citadel, in my opinion, <laughs> is Garrus's. But we'll get to that one next week, so I don't want to skip ahead too much. I'm going to have to think about that because I love moments from the Miranda scene. Like I love the I'm going to be your boyfriend in this moment way that Shepard holds her, but I don't know if it's my favorite. All right. Now this one is a little bit longer, but it's Liara. I really like this scene. Not my favorite, but it's pretty powerful. Greetings, Commander. Shepard. I didn't know you could play. Actually, this is the only song I know. Why is that? There was always something more important to do. A ruin to uncover. Intel to gather. A commander to save. Ha! You couldn't sit still long enough. (laughs) Could you? Is there something special about this song? On one of my first digs, a storm swept in. We were trapped inside. I was so restless. I wanted to get back to work. One of the other archaeologists, Dr. Olena, had this keyboard. She took it everywhere. She taught me to play this song while we waited. It's a good song. 
Thank you, Shepard. I've always loved that song. you don't run off to something more important. I can't imagine what that would be. We should do this more often. Yes, well, maybe after. Every day after. Shepard. First of all, love Liara's theme. That's what this song is technically called on the Citadel soundtrack. But it is actually a piano rendition of the song Vigil from Mass Effect 1's soundtrack, which I love. It is like a nice... The song that she's playing on the piano. Sorry, let me clarify. And it is a nice little wrap up. Like during romance scenes in this game, we have I Was Lost Without You playing. But in like emotionally connected scenes with your companions or like it's always vigil i feel like vigil is the song that best represents mass effect as a whole because of that so i really love that they made that quote-unquote liara's theme for citadel because she's also kind of the face of mass effect aside from shepherd you know she's like the most marketed one she's probably the most romanced one statistically right I've obviously heard this piano rendition, but I've also heard it on the bagpipes, Vigil on the bagpipes, and I'm like, oh, that is amazing. Um, Shout out to Pipe Man Studios, who has guested on the show twice now also, and he did that on um, the music of Mass Effect on the Mass Effect lore cast, and every time, like... I'm pretty sure that I've I've listened to that episode so many times, but only like skipping all the way to the last five minutes so I can hear it over and over again. So good. That's definitely my favorite episode of Mass Effect Lorecast still to this day. It did such a good job on that. Right. Liara's Wake Up Time. This one's really sweet, and I think it's very, very fitting for her. Oh, what a night. And look who's here. Morning already. Yeah, and it's a perfect one. I wish we could spend every morning like this. Come on, let's see if anyone else is up. No, no, actually, I don't. I would not want to spend every morning like that. Wake up with a fucking hangover? Are you kidding me? No, that sounds horrible. I took it to mean she meant wake up every morning, like, in Shepard's arms for just a moment, thinking everything is fine, they can just relax, they have nowhere to be. But that's not true. Yes. I actually have never had a hangover, but um, if I have that one day. (laughs) We'll see about that. Uh, I have, like, an internal switch that just is like, stop drinking, girl. And I've never had one, but I have gotten very drunk, and that was in Korea. But I did not have a hangover the next day. Made a questionable choice, though. And maybe that'll be a story for another time. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I love this scene. It makes my little romantic heart happy. It's cute. My only thing is, and this is just like a thing that I have in my life, Anytime I see anyone kissing the second they wake up, I'm bothered because I'm like, y'all need to brush your teeth. Like, I could not. Especially after a night like that, <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, don't, no, with your morning breath, get away from me, Ugh, brush your teeth. So I watched all of the scenes, all three variations, or all, both variations of both scenes for every single character. There's a compilation video of them. And in every single one, except for two, they wake up with a kiss. Do Garrison and Shepard kiss? Because I can't remember right now. Yeah. They do? Okay. I'm glad. 
I was like, I know they kissed other times. I didn't. I couldn't remember if they kissed in the morning after scene. Because with Tally, oh my it's gosh. not really a kiss. It's just kind of more of a like, I touch your face mask. That's true. Yeah. And she makes a joke about her buckles being all askew. Yeah, I love it. It's cute. It adds to everything. I mean, my favorite Liara romance scenes are within the main game. Because they did, they just put a lot of effort into her. They knew what they got. They got hot blue chick. Everyone loves Liara. Liara is awesome. So for Citadel, it just got like a little boost. You know, in some of the romances, I feel like Citadel made up for the lack of stuff within the main game. Or completely like a, a really awesome necessary ad. Whereas Liara is just like, eh, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Like, did I need to know she knew how to play one song on piano? No, doesn't really add to like her character or anything. It doesn't change how we look at her it's just more cute little scenes which is great good thank you i guess we have to get to the one that have we decided how we feel about ashley because <laughs> i re-listened to our episode for mass effect 3 and both of us are like i don't know how to feel <laughs> so yes so i have decided and i like it but only because uh when watching her date scene I watched it with the mindset of a romance to Shepard and their relationship as a whole. If you just go and watch this scene without taking into context everything else, or you watch it as a femshep going, oh my god, this is the same scene that they would have, it's a completely different mindset. I don't know. So I changed my mind on Ashley. So do we want to get started with her? Yeah. Let's do it. Looking good, Commander. Lean and mean. Business now. Pleasure later. Mmm, sir. Yes, sir. I know you hate it when they do stuff like that because it's so, like, contradictory. Like, that is total fraternization. And I'm like, it's cute. I love it. No, it's not really with Ashley anymore because she's, like, a specter at this point. And it's whatever, but... I just think it's it's so corny because it's like, God, Ashley, do you have another side or are you just in the military? You know, like, come on, make a different reference, please. We know you're a career service woman. Mm. Yeah, it could also be different because in my world, using the term sir means something different. And especially yeah, when and- he puts the line, business first, pleasure <laughs> later. Yeah. No, I get it. And like, she says it in a way that's like, it could be that way. You know, she says it so suggestively. I get that. And it's, it's just, it's just silly. Like it's, it's, it's just silly. That's all. For me watching that, I wouldn't think it's sexy. I'm just like, huh, that's so funny. Like their relationship, but that is what I like about their relationship is they're so heavy handed with the military puns. It's to the point of comedy, but like, they're always poking fun at each other and Almost in like a fraternity kind of way is because Ashley is so masculine charged. Like she just pokes fun and like, I feel like she would wrestle Shepard and it wouldn't be sexual until it became sexual. You know, like that's just who she is. She's just like one, one of the guys until I'm your girlfriend. I'm like having a revelation here. Is this why I think I was so combative against Ashley to begin with? Because she's me. <laughs> like recognize like and we're like no (laughs) maybe i could see that i mean i like ashley um and i like her romance and as as you were talking about with context for me it's like as a former linguist i'm a context queen i literally cannot not contextualized so for me i i like the reason i thought that scene was funny that we're about to play is the extremely blatant Star Wars reference. Yes. Let's play the extremely blatant Star Wars reference, shot for shot. Rules are simple. I take a shot, you take a shot. Hesitate, game over. (laughs) This shouldn't take too long. Uh Uh-huh. Glamorous and beautiful superstar Spectre agent first. Sorry as pretender, next. Try and go easy on you so you don't break a nail, princess. You did not just say that. I sure did. 
Oh, I'm gonna enjoy this. Know any poems about crying like a little girl? Cheap shot. You know, I expected better from you. I'm saving my best moves for later. Best moves. At least if you're drunk, you have an excuse for how you dance. Boom! I'm on a roll. Keep it coming, Lieutenant. I can do this all night. Uh, you may have to. You know, Williams, I can think of a few other ways to test your endurance. A shepherd? What kind of girl do you think I am? Hey, my friend doesn't like alliance types. Buddy, we're right in the middle of something. I don't like alliance types either. Rain check? Yeah. Okay, so couple different references in there. Now I have to do the research and see if the Captain America movie came out before or after this one, because that was totally a cap reference also of I could do this all night, but I don't remember which came out first. Which Captain America movie? The first one? Yes. Captain America, the first adventure. And then... Obviously, the second half of that is a... Yeah, it's a reference. came out 2011. That was before Citadel came out. Oh, love that. Love that. So we get Star Wars and MCU in one scene. As for the drinking and the shot-taking and the shit-talking, I love the shot-taking. The shit talking, it took me a while to appreciate it because if it didn't feel like playful banter between the two of them, I would have hated this. But watching it now with everything in context, I see how this is their love language. They're shit talkers. Yeah. It's not my favorite romance scene because it's not the kind of interaction I want with my character, but it does make sense for the relationship they've built in this game for Ashley and Shepard. Like, it makes sense for who they are together, for whatever reason that was the direction they went when. And, and like, I agree with you. It is very close to being too mean to each other. Um, hopefully they know what the line is. And they don't cross it because, like, you don't want to hurt the person you love. And they're usually easiest people you can hurt because you know exactly what will hurt them. But apparently calling Ashley princess and, like, sorry-ass pretender to Shepard, like, that that's fine. Apparently also having a bar fight is, like, their idea of a good time. Yeah. So, but, and this isn't their exclusive date scene either because you can have this with your femme chef or you can have it with a non-romanced male chef yeah that's true because that's just like who ashley is i guess Mm -hmm. they worked really hard to like establish her for whatever reason like the tropes they went with were like bruiser berserker battle babe who also is super military and can handle her liquor, I guess, to a point. Like, she can drink a whole bottle and then she passes out, as we had we had that audio play in her episode from Mass Effect 3. And then, like, this is what she wants to do with her free time, which is fine. Like, I'm not going to judge her for that because the world is ending. But, like, it also leans really hard into the stereotypes, I guess, about military people and, like, military women especially. That's why Ashley comes off, because she kind of is a pick-me, like I said in her episode. So she just is like, I'm one of the guys. I'm so cool. All my friends are guys. I don't know why. Girls just don't get along with me. Like, that's Ashley. Yeah, that's her. But now I kind of, I see that. I recognize it. Now I like it. I also like her wake up scene. 
because it solidifies something I've known since day one. Like, I saw it. I recognized it. And now she confirms it. So let's take a listen. Hey, you. Hey, yourself, pretty lady. Good morning. I hope you don't have too many new bruises. <laughs> Just enough to get my attention. I hope you don't have too many new bruises. Just enough to get my attention. They play so hard and rough. I am here for it. Are you kidding me? Like, I knew in their Mass Effect 3 scene that they definitely have rough sex. Like, big time. But now, this is just, like, straight up confirmation. Like, come here, honey. Let me count your bruises. (laughs) That has to be obvious for just who Ashley is. Like, she can't. That's funny because that audio clip was not the one that I put in the script originally. But I do like that they kept the very beginning the same where he says, hey, pretty lady. I love that part. It does show a really genuine little moment of affection, which I think is for me because I am the hopeless romantic. I wish there was a little bit more obvious affection between the two of them. So much of their romance scenes are taken up with the like borderline mean joking banter that they have like they're poking fun at each other all the time so when you have this it's so cute I'm like yes please let us remind everyone that they do in fact like each other and they're not just having sex casually like they are in a relationship they love each other and their way of showing it is different than a lot of the other romances and not something i personally would want in my own life but it makes sense for ashley doesn't really matter what it does for Shepard because you're playing Shepard. So if that's the Shepard you want to play, romance Ashley. But um, I like that. Just that little line right there. I really liked that. The Hey Pretty Lady. Yeah, no, I really, really like that. And then she always refers to him as Hero Man. So they definitely have the little pet names. I think this came up in conversation at one point about how not a whole lot of them have pet names for each other. Like, Garrus will uh, do it one time that I can think of in Citadel DLC, where it's Shepherd, Sweetheart, Honey, Baby, Love of My Life. But that happens at the quiet party, not the loud one. So I never, I've never seen it. I've never experienced it. But other than that, it's always just Shepherd, Shepherd, Shepherd never babe give me a honey maybe that's why i fell in love with anders so fast he called me sweetheart and i just lost it i think i think they finally figured that out because inquisition i feel like they all give you a nickname once you've romanced them and i agree it feels so special to have a different name suddenly that means something especially like you know with the options that are not human they call you something in their language like fanon for solace that means heart in elvish elven whatever they call it in dragon age yeah iron Bolt yeah. calls me kadan but then Kadon. when we're like out, means- out yeah i think it also means like heart or love soul mm-hmm. something like that but then when we're out on missions and stuff like that it's always boss so there's the separation of this is when you are my leader and this is when we're being lovers. And I love that. I think that just, well, okay, we shouldn't be analyzing Iron Bull, but I think that also just comes to show how Iron Bull is a great BDSM romance. Like that, I feel like is another aspect of it, of how compartmentalized mm-hmm, he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think hey, that you know is what? A... We were just talking about Ashley and her bruises, so we can talk about yeah, Iron Bull fair. for a second if it... <laughs> We can connect anything. <laughs> but yeah, um, yes. Yes. Citadel overall is great. I love it. I love it. These romances are good. I'm glad that you guys did them. Um, and once again, my only feedback is always more, more. I'm never satisfied. I want more always and forever. But these are good. And these are not my favorite. We will get to my favorite yes. next week. Next week will be my favorite. Well, our favorite 
my mm-hmm. favorite, and then our least favorite. Yes. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know what Caden's scenes are. I don't think I've ever seen them for Citadel. So that'll be a surprise for me when I'm looking at them and picking clips. You've heard <laughs> it. You've heard bits of it. Hmm. My, uh... can't think of it right now. The, um, we'll just end up back here. Oh, line. right. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. That was from Citadel. Okay, I remember that now. Well, do you want to talk about Javik and Joker really fast? Because they've got do. something akin to romance scenes in Citadel. So Joker definitely. Okay, so the Joker romance um, isn't actually part of the Citadel DLC, but I wanted to put it out there because the bro do not ever get this. Like it is the conversation that you have with him with Edie. This is a femship specific dialogue. So if you've never played Femship, you've never heard these lines before. And then there's even a more rare scene where a Femship who has romanced Caden gets a separate line with Joker. So I'll play the full one first when you get to talk to Joker about Edie. You know, with all this interest in Edie, it's possible you've overlooked other options. Uh... I, I never really considered it, Commander. No offense. And now that you're considering it? I've served with you from the day you took command. I'd follow you into hell. But not into my quarters. Chain of command, Shepard. In an alternate dimension without military ranks, I would rock your world. But in this one, 80? Well, yeah. What do you think? Go offy. This is this is oh all God. you, honey. Thank you, Joker. Thank you so much for once again being the only voice of reason um, on the Normandy. Like I swear to God, Joker is the only one who remembers they're in the goddamn military. Like, I mean, I know that shit's gone off the rails, and everyone wants to bang everyone else, which is fine. Except Shepard is the CO. Shepard is literally the highest ranking person on the ship. And, you know, we can like we we can suspend our disbelief as the player because these romances are here for us and they feel equal, but they're not actually equal if you look at it. Like there is a huge power imbalance between a lot of them. And if this were happening in real life, this would come out as like an expose in the New York Times and people would go to jail, blah 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 blah. So, like, Joker is absolutely correct, and it feels a bit weird, like, that that line from Shepard, where she's like, um, into hell, but not into my quarters, is, like, bordering on the dark Shepard femship, mm. you know? Like, where she's absolutely out of pocket wrong, like she was with Jacob, like she will be with James Vega, which is the most glaring example, but, you know. That's the Dark Shepherd that we don't stand at all. So there's a little bit more shade to be thrown. And uh, I think it's hilarious. So this is if you romanced Caden and then start flirting with Joker. Here we go. I served with you from the day you took command. I followed you into hell. But not into my quarters. Chain of command, Shepherd. I'm not Caden. I don't think it could work, not with both of us in uniform. There you go. I love Joker so much. I'm not Caden. Get back, Caden. <laughs> love it. Throw him right under the bus. Blue Falcon the shit out of him, Joker. I love it. Thank you. Aww. Yeah. I like what your cat said. Like, where did these dark shepherd lines come from? Like, it really feels like somebody, I don't know, they like brought someone new onto the shepherd riding team. But what if she, like, just had a little bit of flavor of abuser? What if? To answer, Apollo, your question about how you've never flirted with Joker because you want him to be with Edie, you can have this full-on conversation and it changes literally nothing. Like, this conversation never comes back up again. You can flirt with him. You can get the funny dialogue. Um, And in fact... I could only find this dialogue talking about Caden. So if there are other variations out there, 
Like if you flirt with him and you're with Garrus, or if you flirt with him and you're with Trainer, I would love to hear those as well. So if you have a save file that you can get to, uh, the scene is with Joker in the bar before he can have his little one-on-one date with Edie. Yeah, I feel like if with Trainer, Joker would be like, oh, I mean, I know you got a thing for fraternization, but like, it looks like your hands are full already. You know? <laughs> like, oh. I also think it's weird, like, I will say, I will call him out just a little bit because as much as I love that he has finally said what I've been saying forever, which is like, Bish, you in charge of me. I'm not going to have sex with you. He also goes, but if you weren't, I'd rock your world. No. See, but I think there. that's funny. I think that part is funny. I, I know. I know. It's, because it's, you know that he can't. He knows yeah. that he can't. So therefore, it's funny yeah. because it's not that's real. Fair. That's fair. I, I have an HR degree. I think that's why I'm having a hard time with this. Okay. Because that's all I hear. I'm not in HR anymore for a reason. But like, not because I did anything wrong, because it sucks dick. But I will say, when I hear that, I'm just like, Mm-mm, you should stop there, Joker. You should stop there, because now she can say some shit about you. You're going to mm-hmm. go up to the council or something. Someone's getting in trouble. Someone's going to the brig. Reapers are coming, and they don't care. They're still going to dick around with admin stuff, because that's what the military does. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was funny. But yeah, it is. it is funny. If I just, like, take off my little eight point and just play as a person it is really funny and i also love joker and Edie. it's one of my favorite examples in any game of npcs falling in love mm-hmm. i need more of that yeah and i need it to not end in tragedy every time okay because yeah. like the only two i can think of right now are joker and Edie, which i destroy ending so that always ends sadly and spoiler alert Zoe and Varl in Horizon Forbidden West, which also mm-hmm. ends in tragedy because he dies. And then she's pregnant with their baby, <gasps> telenovela style. So, like, that just ends in tragedy. I need it to stop. Like, can we have a happily ever after? That's all I want. Yes. Video games with a happily ever after option. Okay. Now, we have one other quickie to go through. And... It is my second least favorite Citadel romance. I've never heard these clips, just disclaimer. So this is going to be my live reaction. (laughs) Okay. So this is the Javik romance. There is only one way to get this scene to trigger. Be a femship, for starters. Don't romance anyone in mass effect 3 if you romance thane thankfully you get to wake up alone thank you for giving us that if you romance anybody else then you wake up with your romance partner if you flirt with james vega and you don't have anybody else then you wake up with him but if you don't flirt with vega you don't romance Thane in Mass Effect 2 and you don't romance anybody else, guess what? Your shepherd still has to sleep with somebody. Bro sheps get to wake up alone, but fem sheps get this extra little scene. So, here we go. Waking up next to Javik. Mm. It turns out there is one thing primitives are good at. Not a word. Why? It's supposed to be funny, and I can find it funny to a point if that was a flirt option. If there was a flirt option with Javik and it was my choice to flirt with him and then wake up with him, yes. This is sociopath Shepard getting wasted and sleeping with Javik. I don't like it. It should have Wait, been optional. So it just happened. If if you haven't romanced anyone, yep. this just is forced on you, basically. Yep. Yep. Ew. First of all, I would never know that because I always wake up next to Garrus. But, ew. That's gross. 
And I don't like, I don't even like what he says. There's one thing primitives are good at. It gives me colonizer vibes. I mean, that is what they are. But like, that is literally colonizer behavior to say something like that. And then replace she's the word, like, replace it yeah. with like savages. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Exactly that. Literally, when he said that, I was like, that's the line they chose. Like, I don't like that at all. And her saying not a word, like, it leaves me with an icky taste in my mouth to think like, she could regret it. But also, yeah. like, it, it's murky. Like, what's the consent here? Did you guys, I mean, in the military, we were taught if you're drunk, you you can't, no matter how drunk you are, you can't give consent. Right. In the real life, it's a lot more gray. So I don't know. It seems like she was okay with it. But also, like, I don't like the thought that you literally have... What about asexual players who intentionally not romance someone just to have this shoved onto them? Yep. It's gross. It's violating. Yeah. You can't do it. A female shepherd will always wake up next to somebody unless their boyfriend is dead. And when you put it like that, isn't that just brilliant? Thanks. Yeah. Yet it's not the worst romance in Citadel. So come (laughs) back next week (laughs) to find out all about that. I think I would have liked this if it was a, when you're walking around doing the party stuff, if there was a flirt with Javik option. If there was a flirt with Javik option and this popped up at the end... Okay. Yep. All right. I don't know if this was some attempt at being like, you know, lampshading the whole like, haha, we're just an alien dating sim game masquerading as an RPG. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, she has to just bang every alien. We have to have that as an option. Except we can't because we can't have sex with Salarians or Krogan or Then make it happen to the bro too. Yeah, exactly. Then make it equal. And for me, it's just, it's so weird. I don't get it. It's it's Dark Shepherd again. Like, who wrote this? It's kind of reminded me of, like, what I said about Trainer, which is what we'll get to when we get to Vega, which is far beyond what Trainer would ever do. It feels like the same vibe. Like, they're like, what if we just had a super sexual predator woman? How hot would that be? It's not hot. It's gross and unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, this kind of behavior where she's just, like, she can't even go to bed alone. If she's single, she's not single. She is mingling. No. Like, it's so weird. With Javik, too. Why? Right. That seems really out of Javik's character as well. Like It does. Like, he shows nothing. He doesn't want to be with humans. If anybody, he should end up with Liara. But that's what's the be interesting. Point. I know, right? I I, I love that idea. That is a fan fiction that I'm sure someone has written. Oh, I'm pretty sure I wrote it, but you know. <laughs> um, thanks for listening to our first ever non-scripted episode after, what, 80 episodes almost? I think our anniversary episode was pretty unscripted. I don't know. This is the first time I literally like didn't write anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So, if you like what you're hearing, thank you for sticking around. (laughs) And go back and listen to some of our more scripted episodes if you want a true taste of the girls. Ew, don't taste the girls unless they've consented. (laughs) Please be sure to leave a rating and a review. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to leave that in because that was fucking funny. (laughs) You funny girl. Yeah. If you like what you're hearing. Please be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes or on that new Spotify feature and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can now find me on the Cyberpunk Lorecast with my co-host, Toasty, where we explore the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. And of course, in our Two Girls, One Ship channel on the Robots Radio Discord. And come give us a follow on all the social medias and on patreon.com slash two girls one ship. Links to those are in the description. I am on the Robots Radio Discord as well, and in our own Two Girls One Ship Discord server where we nerd out on all our favorite CGI significant others. Be sure to check out our live streams on Twitch on Fridays at 10 30 p.m. Eastern Time, 
7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Our podcast episodes release on Mondays because you need at least one good thing on a Monday. So thanks for listening. And remember that beauty is in the eye of the controller. (laughs) It always sounds so great every time I hear it. Yep. So thanks, Mark Mir. (laughs) We will see you next week. Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.